Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this week is Lindsay Anderson. She's the founder and CEO of TrafficAndLeads.com, which is a firm that specializes in driving traffic, getting leads, and nurturing leads to become clients. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me on. So let's tell your story a little bit about how you uh, was working for a corporation, and then you kind of started doing this on your own, and now you become kind of the the queen of leads, I guess you might say. So just tell us your story briefly. Sure, you got it. So um, I've always been an entrepreneur. So when I went to college, I decided to uh, go into information systems because then I could try out all these business ideas and I didn't have to hire a web developer. So I did that. That was my interest. My first job out of college was working for a nuclear waste facility out in the middle of the desert in Idaho. So that was really mind-numbingly boring because you couldn't really do anything without getting 20 signatures on a piece of paper to change a line of code. So I started uh, side hustling and building websites for people in the area. Um, so that so that turned into a full, I decided to like hang my shingle, quit that job and, and go out to the web design world. Unfortunately, everyone knows a web designer. And so we were always competing on cost. So it was, oh, this guy can build a website for a hundred bucks. Can you do it for less or more than that, essentially? And so I had, I had a self-talk and said, well, what do these people really want? They don't really want a website. Like everyone can have a website, but that may or may not be working for you. So what I decided they really needed, and it's true, is they need traffic and leads. And so I kind of rebranded, went with trafficandleads.com, and we specialize in online marketing. So traffic, meaning Facebook ads, SEO, pay-per-click, those kind of things that drive traffic to a landing page, turning those that traffic into client lifelong clients through email marketing. So that that's a little bit of my history. So let's kind of take a broad view of, of email and online marketing today. How big is it and how big is it going to get compared to where it has been? Wow, that's an excellent question. So it's really, really big, um, at least in, in the circles that I am in, except for when I go out of the people, like when I talk to small business owners or when I go and speak to conferences full of small business owners, um, and this is probably a little naive on my part, but I'm still a little shocked by people who aren't email marketing or who aren't doing any online marketing because it can truly, truly change your business. Uh, you can generate, it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in, but you need to start email marketing, you need to start online marketing, and it will change like the entire trajectory. And so, I mean, I think it's big, but I think like all small business owners hundred percent need to get on board and change their business with online marketing. Is it possible it could get to the point of saturation where people are getting so many emails from so many different places that they just tune the whole thing out and it doesn't become effective anymore? Um, fair enough. Um, yes and no. And so that's that's often a concern of people starting an email marketing campaign is I already get so many spam emails. But honestly, like I personally, I subscribe to about five people that I where I look forward to their emails and I and I devour their information and I actually want their information in my inbox. And the same goes for when I tell my clients the same thing. You're not just like getting people to sign up for your list just so you can like spam them dumb information, right? You want people who want to hear from you and are looking forward to your emails and need the information that you're providing. And and so and that's how like 
being able to opt in and opt out of email lists and those kind of things. So, so no, I don't. I don't think it will reach oversaturation because I think people will continue like cleaning out their inbox and only want to hear from people they want to hear from and move on from there. So what kind of give me the onboarding process of somebody, a small business comes to you, say they are doing nothing online now, you evaluate their business and, and why would you take one and, and not take another? Yes, that's a, Excellent question. So I always, during that initial phone call, when I onboard a client, we always go over history and people in general have always done something with online marketing, whether that be register with Google or tried some pay-per-click or posted on Facebook. So I always like to get their general feelings about online marketing and what they've tried in the past and see kind of what has and hasn't worked for them. Typically, if they've tried it themselves, they would say most things haven't worked for them because they're doing this scattershot approach. Like they'll post a Facebook thing and they'll hit the boost post button and then nothing will come of it. And so then they'll head over to like PPC and they'll run $50 worth of ads and nothing will come of it. Here's the thing, and this will answer your second question of how do I decide who to take on as a client and who not to, is online marketing is literally a long-term game. You will get, you will have more success the longer you do it. You can't just go out and run a week's worth of ads and expect like this influx of amazing clients. You can't expect to send one email and have people clamoring to your business. Online marketing is a long game. You need to put your, and same with social, like in the, I'm encompassing all online marketing, social media, Google, everything with online marketing. And so when I look to onboard a client, I make sure that they're ready to like dig in for the long term, that they're not going to cancel after one month because in that first month, we're still trying to figure out their audience and what words to use and what images people respond to. And so I usually have people ready to go for a good six months and around the three months mark is where things start kind of heating up and there's like hope and that we get some leads in and like things start cooking month four we we start perfecting that and like five and six we're like off and running but it's so important that I only onboard clients that are ready are ready to invest in their business in the long term and not just like here's 500 bucks for one month see what you can do because you can do very little in one month and 500 bucks so you think a lot of people are unrealistic in what they expect and how quickly they expect results to get to happen completely and i think a lot of that is you know we can blame facebook and all the narrative that we see rolling up on our news feeds like you see people hey i just launched this online program where i don't have to do anything and i made you know, six figures in a week. Yeah, they probably did. But guess what? They probably had 10 other launches that they're not telling you about that no one signed up for. And they've been doing content, excellent content marketing, and they've been diligently building their list over the past two years. And that's how they got to have a six figure launch in a week. But they're not going to tell you that. Because you do see these people all the time. They have seminars and so on saying, you know, you can sell huge amounts of stuff on Amazon. You don't need any inventory. You just kind of plug in this existing system and make no. huge amounts of money quickly. You, you think that's all fraudulent? Uh, I don't think it's fraudulent. I just don't think they're telling you the whole story. It takes time to perfect your message. And even, and I'm not, I wouldn't say I am a pro at all, like on the Amazon question. Um, but 
I would assume it's the same over there. In fact, I've tried selling a few different products for clients on Amazon. It's a process. You've got to figure it out. You've got to work through the algorithms. No, you're not going to buy this program and automatically be making millions of dollars. Otherwise, everyone would be buying that program. Like it just doesn't work that way. You have to be diligent and be ready for some wins and losses and be and be ready just to continue testing. Like that's the name of the online marketing game is test, 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 test your messaging, test your product, test everything. And that just takes time and money. How much do you do for clients and how much do you teach the clients to do uh, when you kind of get them up and running? Isn't that, that's a good question. So I personally, so I, I run the gamut. So I have clients that pay us uh, over $10,000 a month and we do literally all of their online marketing. We're running Facebook ads. We are writing their content and getting their approval on it. We are running search engine optimization campaigns. We help them run a webinar and I basically say, okay, we're going to host a webinar for you on this topic. Of course, we kind of brainstorm at, you know, at the beginning of the week or whatever, but we say, okay, the webinar is this Thursday and like literally the only thing the client has to do is sit down in front of her computer and give her webinar. We've done all the follow-up emails. We've done all the testing. We've run all the ads. We've done everything. So of course, not everyone can spend 10 grand on online marketing having us do it all for them. We have clients where maybe they, honestly, maybe they just need a landing page made because their Facebook ads are getting a really good click-through rate, but their landing page, like no one is opting in. So we go in and we redesign their landing page or some people, we just do their Facebook ads. Like there's a whole bunch of pieces to this online marketing game. And uh, because we can do all of it, we can kind of, people can pick and choose what they need our assistance with. What is the biggest misconception of of businesses going into this whole thing uh, about what it takes to be successful? Yeah, so the biggest misconceptions, I would say, are definitely like kind of what we talked about before is how long this online marketing thing takes that you can go and you can post a Facebook ad and you'll have a million people coming to your business or um, all of these things that it just like it just magically happens or perhaps someone magically like knows the answer to all these things. But even online marketers like myself we don't have the answers for your business. And so it always goes back to testing. It's like you can't just go run a Facebook ad and have a million people come to your business and no Facebook marketer knows how to either. Um, It's literally a game of testing and fishing and trying to catch the customers and seeing what they want. What makes something go viral? Because you hear that happening all the time. Is there? Can you make something go viral or does it just kind of naturally happen? Yeah, it just naturally happens. If uh, if you if, if we were to know that answer, there would be so many more viral hits. I actually had a client who had a video go viral. It was uh, he was a client who um, was a horse trainer, and he put out there basically how to remove a horseshoe. And I think it was like with it was in some weird, strange way. And this video got like a million views. And like, he was just like, I, I just like, I can't even believe it. I was just putting like a little tip out there and just something made it go viral. And it was, it was a little insane and crazy. And I feel like most people that have a viral video or a viral idea on their hands, like they don't expect it. Like, look at the Chewbacca mask chick. Like she had no idea that she would be featured on the nightly news. 
Um, and so I, I, my, my recommendations for making something go viral and to be successful on social media is to be as natural and as personal and as non-fake as you possibly can. And people will resonate with that and like maybe some magic will happen for you. Is it always good for a business for something to go viral? Is that always a good thing? Uh, no, it's definitely not a good thing. I had a client once that uh, that wasn't expecting this huge influx of orders. Uh, it was a weight loss company. We were uh, they did a SaaS product, which is an online product, a piece of software, and uh, that would help you basically lose weight. And so we were kind of running some ads, and they were like way more successful than. We all of us thought, and they got too many clients. They were un, they didn't have the processes in place to support the influx of clients, and it turned out to be really bad for their business because then you just had like all these horrible reviews, and like it just didn't work out. So no, it's not always a good thing. Interesting. Okay, very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Lindsay Anderson. Uh, she's also known as One Click Lindsay, and she's the founder and CEO of TrafficAndLeads.com. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Lindsay Anderson. She is the CEO and founder of TrafficAndLeads.com, which is a company that helps uh, drive traffic and do online marketing. Welcome back to the show, Lindsay. Thanks, Jordan. Love to be here. People call you One Click Lindsay. Why would they be calling you that? 
Yeah, so that's a little marketing ploy because, well, first of all, it's way easier to remember one that you heard one click Lindsay uh, talking to Jordan versus Lindsay Anderson, right? So first of all, it's clever. Second of all, um, is what happened. So with this online marketing thing in the previous segment, we talked a lot about how there was like lots of testing involved in this whole online marketing thing. So is what happened was I actually happened to be in the same office as one of my clients. He was a chiropractor. And every morning we would kind of show up to work at the same time. And eventually, of course, he wanted me to run some online marketing for him. And I kept saying to him, hey, listen, doc, uh, he would he would ask me, so I paid you money. Where's all my leads? Where's all my leads? As most customers would. Um, and so every morning I would say, listen, doc, I'm just working on the landing page. I've got to, I've got to make the magic happen to get them to make that one click on your website to be on your email list. And once they're on your email list and you email them and they're ready for your services, they will become your client. Like you will be the man. And I must've said this, just got to get them to make that one click, like probably a million times to this guy, because we'd walk into the office at the same time every day. Well, my husband and I sat down to watch The Walking Dead one night and I thought, oh, I know what to add to this landing page to like make it golden because we were running some Facebook ads. So I went in, made some additional changes to the landing page and the next morning we had about 20 new people on his list. And as we walked into work that morning, he was like, well, 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 if it isn't one click Lindsay. And I thought, oh, I like that. I think I'm going to steal right. it. So got to get people to make that one click. And that's what I do. And that's that one click to get on your email list because that's that's where the gold is. So what are some ways that you generate leads? If you've got somebody particularly starting out who doesn't have much of an online presence, you want to attract attention. How do you generate leads? Yeah, so the number one thing, it all comes down to content. So you have to create content, first of all, for search engines to start getting noticed by Google and those kind of things. And you do that through keywords. And the second is through social media because you can drive some pretty amazing traffic through social media. If someone is looking for some quick wins, I will usually start them out with a Facebook ad campaign. And there's a difference. So just so your audience understands this, there's a difference between someone like managing some Facebook posts and hitting the boost post button and like just doing some ad spends for some views on Facebook and literally running a Facebook ads campaign. Uh, running a Facebook ads campaign, you can go in and you can create what's called audience. And I can go into this. You can create what's called audiences. You can track people who came to your website and you can go and show them ads. You can go create what's called lookalike audiences based on the people who visited your website, show them ads. You can, I mean, there's just a lot that goes into Facebook ads. So there's a big difference between those two things. So if someone is looking for some quick wins, some quick leads, I usually start with a nice Facebook ads campaign. So beyond an ad campaign, which you have to pay for, are there ways of bringing in leads, I guess you'd call it naturally, or you know, not by paying to get them on there? Yes, um, but it takes longer. So, And that's all through content. So the best ways to do that is to give away your secret sauce in your content. So I'll just give you an example. One of my best pieces of content was I, so I, I'm a web developer, so we do tons of websites, but I went out and I created a piece of content basically that said, if you're a small business, can you just get a freebie Wix website? Will that work? Is it totally legit? And my answer was, yeah, absolutely. Wix will totally work for you, especially if you're on a budget and you only need what's called a a brochure website. 
And I posted that on my social media. I posted that on LinkedIn. I posted that on Facebook and Twitter. And I literally had people like messaging me, are you not in the web design business anymore? Why are you saying it's cool to go to Wix? Um, This built a lot of trust in people. And is what happens is if people are successful with their Wix website, they'll remember where they got that information. There's trust there. I'm not trying to hoodwink, hoodwink you. And so when your business gets successful and you need a more advanced website, guess who you're going to come to? So when you create pieces of content that are engaging and personal and giving away lots of really good information to build trust, that is the best way to generate traffic to your website. Is that hard for some small business? I mean, they're a a chiropractor or a hardware store or a restaurant or something like that. They're in the restaurant business. They're not in the content creation business. How do they convert from doing their normal business to becoming content creators that's going to attract uh, people wanting to sign up for their emails? Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the big question is as a small business owner, is it better for you to try to learn these strategies and execute them yourself? If you're like, not, so like for a restaurant, like if you're not naturally good at like doing Facebook lives about your restaurant or about your specials or about your food or posting pictures, or if you're just, if that's like not natural to you to kind of brag about what's going on and make the uninteresting interesting, then maybe it's better to hire someone like a firm like myself that are is really good at seeing the interesting in what you might view as non-interesting. Like I'll take the chiropractor, for example. I know I always use chiropractor as an example, but I have a lot of clients that are chiropractors. They, um, uh, he specialized in um, pregnancy, pregnant women, chiropractic care. So we created some videos of things you can do to ease your back pain during pregnancy. And we posted them and we ran Facebook ads specifically to pregnant ladies in the area. Um, But he gave away his like secret sauce, his stretches and what you need to do to be healthy during pregnancy. So there's a lot of content and even because you're surrounded by your business all the time, and maybe you don't understand what people don't understand about your business. Like, you have to be able to select those things and post them on social and on your website. Like you have to be blogging as a business owner in order to, to make some magic happen. So you kind of give them a perspective that they may not have in their own business. Uh, yes. What makes it interesting? Because they're so 100%. into it that they don't realize what makes it. They know the stuff so well that they don't think it's particularly interesting for other people to learn about because they already know it. Is that what That's you're saying? That's right. Yeah, they think they think it's like common knowledge and I'll even find myself falling into that trap. It's like, well, everyone knows an email list is important and I have to constantly be like, no, no, they don't. Like I'll go and speak. At a, I was just speaking at an event last week with 30 small business owners and I say the word email list. I said, raise your hand if you're if you have an email list and you're consistently emailing them and like two people raise their hand. And I still walked away from that being like, oh man, I have a lot of work to do. And that's just like teaching work. That's just like, trying to better small business owners for free, you know, work to do. So some people would say, well, why should I give away my secret sauce? That's what makes my business so great. Why do I want to be giving away my trade secrets? Because is what's going to happen. And the same go, the reason why I'm talking to you for an hour today and giving, like, I I will tell you everything I know is because once you dive in, if you're a smart business owner, you're going to realize you can't learn how to do all this stuff yourself or you're going to learn that your time is better spent on your business doing 
sales or something, but it's not creating like content for online marketing because that's just that's just going to take you eight times longer than it's going to take me. Or running Facebook ads is going to be 80 times more expensive for you than it is me. When you come to that realization, I'll teach you all day long. But when you come to the realization or when your business is, is successful enough, then you'll eventually come to me. And same goes with like a plumber, like how to unclog your toilet. Hey, here's a freebie guide on how to you know, unclog your toilet. Well, the next time they have a serious issue, they'll call you if they've figured that one out themselves. You want to become the go-to person in a particular area is what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So and how trust. Do people, yeah, trust. How do people convert that trust uh, and, and credibility into sales? That's all. That's, so that's all through email marketing. So well, at least a vast majority of it is. So you have to give away your, you know, you have to give them something in return for their email address. And then you have to email market to them and you have to make and ask for the sale. So I'll give an example. I have a client who runs a bed and breakfast in a small town in Idaho called Lava Hot Springs. And um, so she, it's a beautiful bed and breakfast. And we have an irresistible offer on her website, which is essentially uh, sign up here for really great coupons and stuff like that. So up comes Valentine's Day and she has two uh, available rooms all we had to do was turn around and email her list, which was like 300 people. It's not many people because it's such a small city. Hey, I got two rooms available. Like they were taken up like that very quickly because we have people on her list that want to hear from her, want to know the availability. And all of a sudden she can be full anytime she wants to be full. So it, it's opting in. I mean, she was uh, emailing to people who had agreed, who were interested in what she was doing. That is right. What you don't want to be doing is spamming people who, are, who have not opted in. Is that correct? That's completely ineffective. Yeah, completely ineffective. You have to ask people um, if they if, if they want to be on your list. You have to tell them what to expect when they are on your list. And you have to, like by law, actually, you have to allow them to opt out of your list. But honestly, even if you have a list, uh, back to the numbers, like I you, like having a small list, as I said, of 300 people that want to hear about your specials, want to hear about your availability is so powerful. It's not, I mean, it is a numbers game, but it's also, it's mostly a quality game. What are the laws about this? Because people are getting huge amounts of spam emails all the time. It doesn't seem to be stopping people from sending emails that people don't want to get. No, because it's really hard to prosecute like some random guy in Indiana, right? But what the law is, and so if you sign up for any numer- any of these email programs, so if you want to pay for an email program to manage your list, you can use like a ConvertKit or an Infusionsoft or Aweber, or you can go with a free option like MailChimp. They also have some paid options in there, but MailChimp is free. And if you use any of these softwares, they'll make sure you're following the law. So they'll automatically put what's called an unsubscribe link at the bottom. Every time you send someone an email, you have to give them a way to unsubscribe. So these email softwares will make sure you're doing that. And then you also have, like, you literally have to tell, uh, have them opt in. So they have to give you their email address and give you explicit permission to email market to them. So despite that, tons of people are sending tons and tons of spam that does not have unsubscribes, but you're just saying there's basically no enforcement of this whole spam. It, it's very difficult to enforce, yeah. It, it's kind of I mean, the, the, internet, the internet is the Wild West, so people are, I mean, marketers ruin everything, including email marketing, but you can do it in an up-and-up way, and it totally works. 
Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Lindsay Anderson, also known as One Click Lindsay. She's the founder and CEO of trafficandleads.com, which helps small businesses uh, drive traffic and get leads and, and grow their small businesses. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Lindsay Anderson, also known as One Click Lindsay. She's the founder and CEO at trafficandleads.com, where you can find out more about what she does to help small businesses drive traffic and do online marketing. Welcome back to the show, Lindsay. Thank you very much. So another technique is what's called search engine optimization, or SEO. Maybe describe what that is, particularly since Google and the various search engines are constantly changing their algorithms. How are people supposed to keep up with that so that their uh, websites come up high when people do a search for them? Yeah, so you just described what it was. So SEO, search engine optimization, when someone goes to Google and they type in, say, red tennis shoes, who comes up first? Because whoever comes up first gets the most clients, right? So it's really imperative for all small businesses to be somewhat concerned about search engine optimization. And as we have this discussion, Jordan, I'm going to go ahead and I might use the word Google, but when I use Google, I mean all search engines, Yahoo, Bing, all of them, like all of them use the same principles. And so there's two parts to search engine optimization that you need to consider. The first is what's called on-site optimization. And those are things that happen on someone's website. So those include like making sure your images have good, are named well, or making sure you have really good content on your website. Also, uh, there's what's called like a robots.txt file, letting the search engines know that they can crawl your website or your URL names. And your URL names is the website address of each of your pages, making sure those are what's called keyword rich. So there's a whole bunch of things that can happen on someone's website that will help you tell the search engines, like my website is search engine friendly, please go here and look at it. The other thing that I need to mention while we're talking about it is the importance of making sure your website is mobile friendly. So go to Google and you can type in, is my website mobile friendly? And up will pop a Google 
tool that you can put your website in and Google will basically come back and tell you if it considers your website mobile friendly. This is important for two reasons. The first is Google. Google will take into account if your website is mobile friendly and you will lose ranks if your website is not mobile friendly. So just like in Google's eyes, you need to make sure your website looks good on a cell phone. And the second reason is, is because over like 75% of the people that come to your website will be doing so on a mobile device. So it's just in your best interest that your website is mobile friendly. Otherwise, they will just leave and not come back. So these are all on-page optimization factors that you really need to consider. But the sec- go on that first before. So what does it take to get a regular website that was not built for being mobile to make it mobile friendly? Is that a big process to it's do that It's not great. It's not my favorite thing. Like it's as far as not my favorite thing, we can totally do it, but it's a lot of work. Like you're better off almost getting a new website because there's a lot of things, like especially if your website was built like in 2005 or something, pretty much the whole thing's going to need recoded and touched up in general. So what I recommend is like going out to WordPress and finding a really awesome WordPress template and making it mobile friendly. Um, But if your website's more complex than that, then of course it can be done, but it's a process. It's a thing and it needs tested. Like your website might look mobile. uh, First of all, you've got to get Google's approval that it's mobile friendly, but to be straight with you, like your website might look okay on an Android, but not okay on a iPhone. So like there's just a lot of testing and a a lot that goes into me just throwing out there to your audience, hey, make sure your website's mobile friendly. Like it's not like a button you can push. Yes, right. Okay, so that's the on-screen. And then how about other ways of doing uh, search engine optimization? Yep, so that's on-site SEO. And the the second and maybe the most more important or more powerful part of search engine optimization is what's called off-site SEO. And pretty much what that comes down to is what's called backlinks. And how Google views the importance or the credibility of a website is how many websites point back to it. So, and, and not only how many websites point back to it, but how reputable the websites that are pointing back to it are and reputable and, um, and related. So like you can't just go out to some random websites and get them pointing back to you, uh, because Google will be like that there's a trick there. So, so is how, so basically the more people that point back to your website, Google looks at that number and is like, oh, 500 people are pointing back to trafficandleads.com. It must be pretty reputable. I'm going to go ahead and give it a bump in the search engine. So that's why it's valuable to be like podcast guests uh, on people's uh, uh, people's show because you'll get what's called a backlink back to your website. So it's a show. They're talking about traffic and leads. I get a link back to my website. That just increases the power of my website. You can do guest post blogging to get links back to your website. Um, if you're a local business, you want to go out to like the Yelps and Google Places and Bing Places and make sure that you have a link out there pointing back to your website because the more links pointing back to your website, the better it is. Now, I'm really, really oversimplifying it because straight up, Google takes into account over 500 factors in determining who comes up first in search engines. And it's not like they release a list to all SEO companies like myself. And they're like, here's the 500 factors we take into account when determining who comes up for search results. It's not that simple. As an SEO company, we have to do a whole bunch of testing ourselves. We have to check in with other SEO companies to see what's working for them. It's just like this whole game, this whole test thing 
that we we just have to continually uh, work through. And so as it's a you secret, said, it's a secret, and they're changing what they're the changing criteria all the time. are all the time. They're changing all the time. Back when I started SEO, you literally could go to what's called a link farm and you could buy 500 links and suddenly be uh, be number one on Google. But then Google was smart enough to be like, okay, you guys are buying links. These are totally bad links. And then they would like cut you off. And so uh, it, like Google's constantly changing its algorithm and becoming smarter and smarter and smarter. So what I recommend and how we run our business is – Honestly, it comes back to content. And we talked about this in the previous segment. Content is so important. So you want to be blogging. I don't care what kind of business you are. You have to be giving Google relevant, long, excellent content that people will actually be interested and pointing back to. That's literally the best way to get noticed on search engines. Kind of creating credibility. And now, is is Google doing this in an automated way? Are there people actually at Google looking at websites and deciding how high they should go up on rankings. I mean, how is this all done? So it's just so complicated. Most, yeah, most of it's uh, automated. Um, but most of it's definitely automated, but uh, Google definitely has a lot of people and a lot of eyeballs doing a lot of different things. We'll leave so it can, at that. Can, can you protest if you, you're being discriminated against and your rankings are being pushed down for some wrong reason? Is there like a, a way to protest that with Google? The only thing that I've protested is, it, uh, for example, this update where Google basically cut your site off because they thought you were buying links or they thought you were doing something, what's called black hat SEO, which means trying to trick them. Um, I've had a site that was blacklisted and we actually weren't doing anything nefarious. We were able to go to Google and get them to not blacklist our site anymore. Um Obviously, it was a slow and long process, but it ended up working out. Like, Google's huge, so uh, best of luck if you have to deal with them. But, you know, <laughs> you can, sure. So, in addition to websites, the other thing that's growing today are apps. So, can you use apps combining with your website, or can people just go through apps alone to get uh, traffic and sales to your web to your business? Yeah, so, the, uh, so I don't specialize in apps, to be honest with you, but I do have... I have about four clients that we have built apps for, but they've done like the marketing of the apps on their own. But honestly, there's so many people searching the iTunes and the Android app store for apps that if you see an in there for your business, even if it's like a login to some secret content or a daily notification about something like one of my clients is a, is a, um, a modal like she teaches a modality to basically have a better life and so her app will actually do a push notification to a happy thought for the day to kind of get your day going and so when people go out to the app store and they search under like happy thoughts or uh, better you know having healing yourself and those kind of things then her app will pop up and so it's definitely a legit way of generating traffic and leads for sure is there something coming beyond websites, beyond apps? What is the new thing in online marketing that's going to catch on? Well, um, I would say right now, the thing that we're looking into is Facebook Messenger. Are you, uh, are you familiar yeah. with that? Mm-hmm. So I'll explain it for your audience. Essentially, is what it is, is you can create what's called bots on Facebook. And when someone messages your page, you can kind of take them through this long road based on their answer. So it's like, hey, it's one click Lindsay. Uh, do you know about my cool 
click technique, and then you can give them an option of yes or no. And if they hit no, you can respond this way. If they hit yes, you can respond this way. So it's a way of kind of automating a conversation and filtering out clients to different products or different paths in your business all through a robot. Um, I feel like those are going to be, those are actually really hot. They're a really effective way right now uh, of generating clients. It's pretty hot. The idea is to separate people into what they're interested because they're doing these binary choices. I like it. I don't like it. That's right. If they like it, they go one way. If they don't like it, they go another way until you get them to where they want to be in the end. Until like maybe you send them to, maybe they don't have the budget or they just don't know anything about online marketing. So you send them to a webinar or maybe like they are doing online marketing, but it's not working. And then you send them to like a private consult or maybe like they're ready to hand it all over to someone. Then you send them over to your big package of cool. We can handle all of that for you. Very good. Now you have something called the click technique, which is a five day crash course. That's right. Uh, So just, we're going to get into it in more detail after the break, but just kind of give us an idea of what is in that five-day crash course. Yeah, so when I created trafficandleads.com, we end up putting our clients through a process, through a technique. And like most of my clients will go through this technique, so I decided to actually line it out exactly what we take our clients through, and I created a five-day crash course so you can literally see like down to Facebook ad spend and exactly what we do to make a client succeed at online marketing. And I call it the click technique. Okay, so let's just start. Uh, what is the first part of the uh, the click technique? Yeah, so every letter of the word click stands for a step that you need to take. So C is for curiosity. We've talked a lot about that, but essentially you have to create at least one piece of content that makes search engines and your potential audience very curious about what you have to offer or your company. Maybe that's a video or a podcast or a podcast interview. Whatever it is, it all starts with curiosity because people have to be curious in your offer in order to go to your website. And you have to get the people who are going to be curious about it to find out about it. That's the email marketing part, and that's the Facebook ads, right? You have to get the you right people kind of who would be curious them. about that's it. That's right. That's right. Or the search engines. You have to use keywords in order to get the search engines curious. So curiosity is basically creating content that's going to catch some attention through social media or Facebook so yeah. the search engines themselves have curiosity. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's all based on keywords. Yes. Uh-huh. And then what does the L stand for in click? So once you create um, a piece of content that makes someone curious enough to get to your website or when they're on the search engines to get to your website, then they land somewhere. And you have to have this place that they land. You have to have some certain factors about that page. The first is... Uh, of course, it has to look nice. Like you can't send back to what I was saying about mobile friendly. You can't just like send them to a crappy place on their phone and expect them to want to be your customer. And there's a few other things on land, which includes making sure you have what's called a Facebook pixel installed. And even if you guys are interested in Facebook marketing or anything, literally go and get what's called the Facebook pixel installed so it can start gathering data. And this is just a little piece of code that goes into the header of your website that will kind of track everyone who comes to your website. So then when you're interested in actually running Facebook ads, you can go and reference this pixel data, okay? And the second is making sure you have Google Analytics called, Google Analytics installed, which is another piece of code that Google is a free piece of software that will tell you who came to your website, how they got there, 
and everything about them. So go get those two things installed. Well, complicated uh, techniques to get this all to work. We're, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Lindsay Anderson, also known as One Click Lindsay. She's the founder and CEO of trafficandleads.com. You can go to that website to find out more about her. Uh, she, she specializes in driving traffic and getting leads for small businesses. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Lindsay Anderson, known as One Click Lindsay. She's the CEO and founder of TrafficAndLeads.com. Welcome back to the show, Lindsay. Thank you much. So we were talking about the click technique. The, the C stands for curiosity. The L stands for land. And what does the I stand for? The I stands for irresistible offer. So 90%, 99% probably, of the people who come to your website, they're not ready to do business with you. They're looky-loos. They're just looking around. You know, They just kind of want to see what's going on. And so they're not going to call you. They're not going to fill out your contact us form. And they're definitely not going to like want to be on your newsletter. Okay, so is what you have to do is you have to give them what's called an irresistible offer. So maybe that's a email or a five-day video course or like, as you mentioned, this five-day click technique crash course. That's an irresistible offer that a lot of people opt in on because they want to know how to online market it. Or uh, back to my, my chiropractor who uh, was in charge of pregnancy pregnant ladies. We did uh, download uh, these free exercises to ease your back pain during pregnancy. Like there's a million different irresistible offers. I have a, a customer, this is one of the more interesting ones, but I have a customer who basically helps people deal with their grief if someone has died in their life, like basically dealing passing through grief. So the opt-in that we created for her are some audios. So on those mornings when these people who are trying to deal with their grief, like don't feel like getting out of bed, they don't feel like that they can move on. She has an audio where she has recorded her voice and a lot of like uh, helpful information. Like you can do this. I understand like, you know, all these magical understanding things that she has to say that all they have to do is play that and hopefully that will help them get on with their day so she gives that away for free on her website and it's applicable to what she's offering and it's very very valuable so you got to figure out that piece of valuable information maybe a pdf video whatever it may be and give it away on your website through an irresistible offer um, and grab that email address. Like that's all we're looking for is an email address. Now, something to mention about irresistible offers is, and I'm going to say this and you might kick me off the show, Jordan, but you need to have this irresistible offer 
on a pop-up on your website. And I know we all say pop-ups are the worst. I hate pop-ups. I'm not a used car salesman. Please don't do this. But literally 90% of the people who opt in on your website will do so via a pop-up. So you just got to do it. Got to do it. You can't do it too soon. You have to establish credibility (laughs) before you're going to, they're not going to give you their contact information unless they think they're going to get something out of it. Is that right? That's true. That's true. And like if you're on WordPress or there's lots of pop-up builders, you can you can make it so like this pop-up only shows up once once a month for them or it won't show up until they're ready to leave your site or uh, after they've been on your site for 20 seconds or scroll down a certain amount. Like the technology out there is crazy, but and I don't care how you do it, but literally get a pop-up on your website, okay? And then, so the, the th- first three letters we did in the click was uh, cult, curiosity, land, and irresistible offer. That's right. What does the second C stand for? Second C is through cultivate. So now that you have their email address, the number one thing that most people do is say, okay, cool, thanks for that email. Here's your PDF. Now do business with me. That's not going to work, okay? You have to cultivate. So there will be some, there will be some low-hanging fruit that you can send them your irresistible offer and then they're hot and ready to go and do business with you. Sure, but the rest of them, those looky-loos or those people that are still wondering if they need your services or they were just kind of looking around, you have to continue to email market to these people. And I recommend at a minimum once a week, you have to email them. And what do you email them once a week? You email them that piece of content we created in the first C. I told you you had to do one piece of curiosity content per week the second C for cultivate, you literally just kind of like send that to them, say, this is what's going on. I thought you'd be really interested in this article that I wrote this week or this video I made this week about X, Y, Z. There you go. And that second C should not take you more than a few minutes a week. And you just like regurgitate your curiosity content. And that's at a minimum. Yes, you can email your list so many other things. You can do so many things with your list. This is all the click technique is literally the foundation and the basis for all other online marketing magic. Like this is what you have to do at a minimum to start generating traffic and leads. And then the the K of click stands for what? My favorite and where most people falter, friend, is K for keep going. So a lot of people are ready to go on the click technique and, and happy to do it and believe in it. And they'll do it for two or three weeks and then they'll miss an email for Cultivate or then they just don't know what to write for content or whatever. Like they're not getting the response that they had dreamed of. And when you're ready to execute online marketing and you're ready to make online marketing work for you, put your head down and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to send my weekly email once a week for the next six months and it will work for you. Like I said at the beginning of this interview, it is a long game, especially if you're not going to hire a professional like myself to help you through it, but it does work. So K for keep going, always do your content, always send out that follow-up email once a week, and you will have traffic and leads. These are my secrets. So some people just give up. It's just too hard for them to keep it going like that. That's where Not they fall down. Not some people, most people, 90% <laughs> of people. Yes. yes. So they need that persistency. So you're, you're the kind of their support in helping them to keep going when they may want to give up. 
Yes, and if you go over to the clicktechnique.com and you opt in for this crash course, then you'll also be uh, available, like you can get into what's called my private Facebook group, and I'm out there every single day. Make that content. Show me your content. Did you guys email your list? Okay, we're having a contest. $10 gift card to somebody who's emailed their list this week. Like, I am out there cheerleading you guys. I want you to do it because the K for keep going, like, that's the key. So why don't you give us, you told us about the uh, the Idaho bed and breakfast. Yep. Give us another story of a successful client you took from somebody who was doing almost no email marketing and none of this online marketing to being very successful at it. Yeah, so um, I'm, uh, uh, let's see. Excellent. Let's see. Okay, so let's do this one because I have a lot. That's why That's why I'm pondering it. So uh, let's go back to my my uh, meditation client. So she uh, she runs a modality where she teaches people how to basically heal themselves through through a higher power and motivating, like be, being able to think through their health problems and heal themselves. And she was not running any online marketing campaigns. So we were able to go in. Now she's cons- like she has over 100,000 people on her Facebook group because we're consistently posting content. We're building her list. And now when we run a webinar, because we've been doing the click technique for her for like two years plus, like very, very consistently. And now we can throw a webinar for her and we can charge people to be on this webinar because so many people want to be on this webinar with her we'll charge $40 for people to be on this webinar and we can easily fill it up by just sending an email and she came from nothing as far as online presence that's correct all right that was very interesting just give us one more since you're doing so many in in many different industries you're doing We've, we've got some of the health people but how about some other industries you worked in yeah, so let's do an insurance agent. So I had an insurance agent, and uh, he, uh, I don't know, he was probably your pretty standard insurance guy. Like, he didn't want to get on and do any content. He didn't want to put himself out there. But kind of like I was talking about, like, most web designers, like, we're all the same. Like, who cares who you get your insurance from, which is where this whole click technique can differentiate you. If people go on and they see your face and they recognize you and you're a nice guy and you're credible, then they'll leave their old insurance agent and come to you, right, when it's time to renew. And so we got him creating blogs about very simplistic topics like, uh, did you know XYZ about your insurance? Or, hey, go and look at your benefits. Does it do this? And he was doing some videos every week and he was doing uh, some articles every week and we were able to build up his email list and when it comes time for renewals he will fill up his calendar by just sending an email and saying okay I have these times on my calendar let's do this like it's it's time to renew um, and he started from nothing and he only has about uh, so he's from a very small city as well and he can only reach a certain amount of radius um, so like we're only talking to like 30,000 people for him and he like very successful business very successful list for him Terrific. Well, that's been great to hear that. Um, my guest this hour has been Lindsay Anderson, also known as One Click Lindsay. You can find out more about her at her website, which is called trafficandleads.com. She's helped, as you can hear, a lot of small businesses improve their business uh, dramatically. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Money Answer Show, Lindsay. Thank you very much. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. 
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.